Welcome to the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. All the information you need to make the most of your fantasy football league with just a touch of sarcasm to keep you from taking yourself too seriously. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this latest episode of the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. Good evening again, everybody. It's Friday, December 9th. Friday, December 9th. I'm, I'm off a yep. little bit because I'm not used to this. We're, 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 we're doing a show on a Friday night for you because I am going to be up north gambling tomorrow, hopefully making some sports bets, but my luck, making there probably, exactly. My luck, there probably won't be any sports book in, in the casino. And since we're doing probably this on not. Friday, you already know that there's a guest host with me. No Wayne, because he works, you know, late days. Too much. Yeah, too much. And um, so we, we brought back a, a, a voice from the past. Yes. It, it, hello, hello. Dan from Chilton. He's joining us on the on the Mountain Dew Spark fan line. So, hello, hello. Are you ready? You ready for all this fun uh, stuff? Well, let's do it. I'm a little, yeah, rusty we, maybe, but let's do it. That'll be fine. It's, we got we got some news and notes. We have some some must starts, don't bothers. We have some some gambling. We have um, how do you say it? An annoyance factor topic in the news <laughs> and notes, and yeah. and we even have we even have an uh, a text message for our show yeah. from from the Mountain Dew Spark fan line. Wayne couldn't be here in person, so he sent us a little a little question for us to answer in the show. So before we get to that, I'm just going to say check out the website, cffpodcast.com. You can get the show anywhere you get all your, your podcast fun stuff, you know, iTunes, all that kind of stuff, um, Google. Um, you know. I feel like Wayne's trying to poke the bear a little bit on one <laughs> yeah. of his. Well, because I just realized right now that it was from Wayne. At first, I thought it was from James. But um, oh, it said D Wayne at the end. Yeah, and I'm like, well, why would James or why would James go D Wayne? And I'm, then I'm looking at because I was trying to find the text message from James, and it was from Wayne. And I'm like, oh, Wayne sent the message. Yeah, and of course, so that that makes up uh, the reason why he put in question number two there. Okay. But uh, uh, you have questions, comments, concerns like Wayne does today. You can send them to us on the Mission Barbecue email, cffpodcast at hotmail.com, or, like I said, on the Mountain Dew Spark fan line, 414-520-8249. That's 414-520-8249. And then we end the show, as we always do, with the Fantasy Girl. Did you get the pictures I sent you? Yes, I did. I was a little disappointed. Why? I not very much skin. Well, well, you know, I, I, I can't have porn stars. Well, no, but when you do the models, there's well, a lot more. I mean, but this is what happens when I do models. I get grief from you and from Wayne saying you got to have some real people in there. So Wayne makes some suggestions. He sends me a list of like nine people that we should be doing, and this is one of them. And from you know stars from or actors from shows, so. And I, I hope you have the button ready. Of I have no idea. That one. <laughs> you mean this one? I have no idea who that is. Because <laughs> you have yeah. no idea who this person is. 
I have no idea. No. All right. Well, let's get going with the show. We'll start off with the with the with the text message question from from Dwayne in in Milwaukee. It goes, "Hey, Rudolph and Frosty, everybody trying to get on the Justin line here, coming up with." with- so, and- Quick question: Who's Frosty? Is that is that well, me? That would be the fatter of the two. Who's how much do you weigh? Oh, I just probably mean. <laughs> well, no, how much you? Because I, I bet you it's not you. Well, yeah, but you got me by like five inches. Yeah, but that's not by poundage, though. Oh. Dude, I look like yeah. fucking well, I- Michelin man. But then I was then I was thinking is, is, it, is he going with Rudolph for me because of all my drinking? Getting that red nose thing going? Yeah, I wasn't sure which way we were going with this. One. Well, well, we'll we'll leave it up for the fans to decide. Okay. Hey, Rudolph and Frosty, with the first snow of the season turning thoughts of to Christmas, I have a three part question. Number one, our home alone and die hard. Christmas movies or movies set during Christmas? I say they are movies set during Christmas. You? I agree. I would say Home Alone, is, if, if anything, would be the closer one to a Christmas. Yeah, but it but it has nothing to do with what would be, you know, I guess. Because I, I was thinking that, too. I was thinking, well, Home Alone would probably be a Christmas movie, but it really has nothing yeah. to do with Christmas. It's just the fact that it was done during Christmas. You know, it was it, I would agree it with took that. place. I, I agree with that. All right, there we go. Christmas movies set during Christmas is what we're calling them. Number yeah. two, we'll let you answer this one first. What would you get a Raj for Christmas if your budget was unlimited? Okay, so <laughs> you, and you had time to think about this. I, no, I, I didn't. I not as much time as I want. Um, I think you need. One would be a, a makeover, maybe more water so we can wash his hair. Oh, um, man, and get a haircut. Okay, so you're um, you're going with like a, a big makeover. I'm going, yeah, big time makeover, and like just a good scrubby. You know, I, I just think he he looks dirty. Yeah, I, um, I was going to go with a shopping spree for some clothes. Okay. okay. And then the other one was this was like get a little sentimental. I had a, had a little help with this one, but um, therapy. I think he needs therapy. I, I think he needs to get close with family. I don't think. Oh, get back with the family. Yeah, yeah. I think they need a, a good family. Yeah. Wow, so you're you're, you're you're the Christmas happy guy tonight. I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> I I'm, well, you, I am I am amazingly impressed I thought you were gonna be, I, I thought you were gonna just light them up well no because I just been on talking with uh, with a friend and I actually was defending a Raj and it, it pissed me off because I hate when I have to so. <laughs> you hate when you have to yeah <laughs> And finally, number three, what is your favorite Grinch movie, 1966, 2000, or 2018? I went with the classic. I, um, the I Dr. 19, Seuss 19, one, huh? 19, yes, yes, the Dr. Seuss. Thank you. The, 19, the, the 1966 cartoon. See, right. Now, you're probably getting a catch-22 because your wife is a huge. 
Well, my Grinch wife, fan. my wife loves the Grinch, and I had to take her. And you remember this, don't you? Where I, I took her to see the the movie in 2018, and right. we end, we ended up sitting next to a bunch of freaking kids, young kids that brought oh, in that brought in pillows and and uh, knapsacks full of food, and they they came in their pajamas, and then their their moms sat way in the back. And the kids were right next. I'm like, dude, really? But yeah, we took I took her to see that one. I didn't care for that one. I'm I'm more of a fan of the the Jim Carrey Grinch. The the middle. So is that one. the 2000 one? Yeah, yeah. But you know, no, and, I, and it's sad because I can't stand Jim Carrey anymore. Because of the politics. Yeah, he turned stupid, like like yeah. Taylor Swift. Like Aaron Rodgers. Well, no, Aaron Rodgers is one of See, us. See, I got one in. I come on, you got to give it to me. I, I got yeah, one but in. That would be fine, but Aaron Rodgers is one of us now. Oh, okay. He, he's not a lefty. Okay. He, he's 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 on the right side. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you live in that little world of yours. It, it's true. <laughs> And that was actually a, a good segue to the first news and notes, um, news and notes article. News and notes. Um, you know the left and right thing because something happened this week that just pissed me off yesterday. And uh, I think it pissed a lot of it pissed a lot of people off. I you think. think so? Yeah. Because mm, uh, I'm not a happy camper, and I'm sure you're aware of that. Some, but someone came home. Someone came home, and and the only reason we're talking about it is because, in a way, it's sports. It's not football. No. But he, she could play football. Maybe. She she probably could, yeah. Yes, she could. <laughs> we're, we're, I mean, we're letting women, you know. Do whatever they want. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I actually, I actually heard, a, and this is, okay. We're we're gonna we're gonna take a little sidetrack. This might take a little while before we get finished with the story. But I heard a guy talking, no, I'm gonna get- and and he said he goes, you know, if LeBron James had a sex change operation, could right. he play in the WNBA or should he be allowed to play in the WNBA? She would, yeah, she would be. Yes, she would. He would. Well, he would be a she. Well, no, he would oh, he would still be a he. He would just have boobs and makeup and wear dresses. Right. Still but, a he. But, but, but the, politically yeah, correctly but, wise. Right. LeBron would, would be LaRonda. Let's say LaRonda right. James. So LaRonda James would be able to play in the NBA and you think they would let him her play and score 80 points a night. They would they'd have to. They would have to. Just like if uh, a Candace Parker decided to transgender into a male, then he well, he wouldn't be able to play in the NBA. He'd probably play in the G League. The G League. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't think he'd be 
good enough to play. And, and there it is. Because I don't know about you, but I am kind of getting sick of this whole women are just as good as men stuff. If women were right. just as good as men, we wouldn't need the WNBA. We wouldn't need women's soccer. We wouldn't need right. women's golf and women's tennis. And that's the other thing. Why is, do you remember Annika Sorenstam, the women's, yep, the women's golf that. player? Yep. Why was she allowed to play in the men's PGA, but a man can't play in the women's PGA? Well, and that's who I was talking with my wife over this. I, I said, the problem with the opposite way of men playing in the women's is then it wouldn't be the WNBA and at the WNBA. Right. It'd be, it'd be the M and because if guys were allowed to play in the women's NBA, it would be the NBA. They would, yeah. I mean, you know, Candace Parker and Brittany Griner would be, you know, backup or they'd be bench players. Right. If if they even made it. Yeah, they they wouldn't. I mean, well, and that's the thing. And, and they always say, "Well, what about what about what about Serena Williams?" Like Serena Williams would get destroyed on the men's tennis oh, tour. I, yeah, and, and I, I, th- I mean, I think she'd get a point. Of, you know, I think she'd do. I mean, she'd be competitive, but I don't think she. She'd never. You win. think she'd get destroyed? Destroyed. I, because they were saying that about the, oh, the women's soccer team is so much better. And, oh, my God, oh, my God, the women's soccer team is. It's like the women's soccer team played an exhibition game against 15-year-old boys in Texas, and they lost. So I, I, I'm i tired of hearing. Anyways, enough you of know, that. And, well, I got to <laughs> say one my last thing, just so people don't think I'm, yeah. What? But I'm going to say, I do try to figure out how I want to say it. I do prefer if I was going to watch a basketball game. Yes. I do prefer watching the WNBA over the NBA because I think the WNBA bolsters the way basketball was meant to be played. Without all those... Um... Well, it's not one-on-one. I mean, the NBA now is... I mean, the Bucks offense. This is the Bucks offense. I tell this to everybody and I get ridiculed for it. The Bucks offense is somebody's taking the ball off the court on the wing. Giannis is trailing behind and running as fast as he can. Mm-hmm. They throw it to Giannis at the top of the key. Giannis spins around or travels. I shouldn't say spin. Yeah. He travels. Yeah. And then he goes half ass to the basket and throws something up and it goes back. Well, and, and that's, what, and, and that's the, thing, the Bucks offense. And, and that's not only the Bucks, that's pretty much every team. And and that's the thing I can't stand about the NBA is that we have a rule book, but they're only suggestions. Right. If I hear another commentator saying, you can't call that foul at this point, or you can't call that foul, and it's like, well, why is the foul in there? And are there asterisks right. by all these fouls saying, you can only call this foul at this point in the third quarter or fourth quarter, but the rest of the game, no, you got to let that go. And right. football's and turning the, into that, too. Right. And I think the only NBA team that I like as much as I don't like teams is Golden State Warriors. They they actually pass the ball. They're not one-on-one. I mean, right. Steph, does throw, Steph does throw up a prayer every once in a while that I, you know, goes in. But yeah. 
they're the closest thing to having a fall move. <laughs> this is almost 16 minutes of not football. Anyways, back back to the story we were at. Um, that yeah. started all this. It was Brittany Griner came home this week. And uh, all thanks to our adult president who made a deal with Russia to swap a Russian arms dealer known as the Merchant of Death for the women's basketball player who smuggled drugs into a foreign country. Now, normally the underpaid, the underpaid. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and on Twitter, am I tired of that? I'm reading about (laughs) all the other, like, well, the only reason she's even in Russia is because they're underpaid here in the United States. Like, well, be better and you'll get paid more. Now, now normally this wouldn't be horribly terrible news, you know, except for the fact that, you know, all the United States got in, exchange for a Soviet arms dealer was, was this entitled basketball player. Right. Who doesn't even like the United States? Right. Yeah. Sippy cup, Joe Biden left behind a Russian left behind in Russia, a Marine veteran named Paul Whalen. He wasn't part of the prisoner swap, even though words coming out that he was offered by Russia and Biden said, no, he wouldn't he wanted, he needed Brittany Griner back in this change exchange. So, Whalen's been in custody of Russia since 2018 when he was sentenced to 16 years in prison, you know, on trumped-up espionage charges, while Griner was sentenced to 10 years for smuggling cannabis oil in her luggage. And the best part is that Biden's administration initially sought to get both of the prisoners released in exchange for the arms dealer. And uh, you know what I'm going to say about this, right? That uh, this, (laughs) this would have never happened under President Trump. No, but, uh, no, I think, I think Griner would have been, I think he, she'd, she'd be in Russia right now. Well, no. I think Griner would have been back and I think the, the Russian or the, the Marine would have been back too. But cause you know, I did some research on that too. Donald Trump negotiated for a lot of prisoners to be let go and never had to give up a, a Russian arms dealer to get any of them. And it's like I told you before when we were talking on the phone. If we gave up a Russian arms dealer terrorist to get back a pot-smoking lesbian basketball player, what are we going to actually have to give up to get back a hero Marine? Well, is he a hero? I mean, I mean he may, well, he's a Marine. He's, a Marine. He's, more, he's more of a hero than okay. I am. Well, and he's more of a hero than Brittany Griner. So. Yeah. Brittany Griner, the American-hating basketball player. Okay. Are we done with this for now? I I I want to be done with it. I don't want to give it. I don't want to give her any more. I mean, I'm praying she gets what I hope comes for it. Oh man. Well, we'll move on, and I we're gonna move on by saying sorry, Rams fans. You now get to see the same Matthew Stafford the rest of the NFC North and Detroit fans witnessed for so many years. Stafford was placed on the IR with a neck injury. And this move to the IR ends his season. Things have fallen apart for the Rams, and it all started with uh, what will now be considered yet another lost season in the career of Matt Stafford. And with that in mind, the Rams went and signed or claimed Baker Mayfield off the waivers after he was let go by Carolina earlier this season or earlier this week. Yep. So they took on his remaining one plus million dollar contract and 
As it turned out, he didn't start for the Rams last night against the Raiders, but he did come in and play. He finished. <laughs> and he, he led them. I turned. I, I uh, stopped looking at the updates on the score app when right. the Raider or when the Rams got their first touchdown to make it sixteen to ten. Because I'm like, oh crap! There goes there goes my minus six. So I'm going to get a push on that, and then find out. Wayne sends a text saying, oh, Baker Mayfield's going to make all kinds of money now. And I'm like, oh, now what happened? And I turn it on or I turn on the score app and find out 98-yard drive with two minutes and some odd seconds left in the fourth quarter to win the game 17-16. And did you see him butt, headbutt the, the player without his helmet on? Okay. He's done that before, though, I think in Oklahoma. Oh, right? my goodness. I don't know, but the guy's crazy. Yeah. And now everybody's going um, Everybody's going insane that he's amazing, and oh, my God. Right. He, he went to the perfect team, I think, with Sean McVay as your coach. Yeah, and he's going to play now. Right. Um, what, what's your opinion on Stafford for the future? I, I can't, I can't, you know, well, again, I, I, I don't, I couldn't believe that he was even playing this year. We had the bad elbow and everything, but I, right. I, I, I don't know if he's got that many years left. It's like you won your Super Bowl, you know, go away. I, I, I kind of predict that, that he's done. Yeah. I do. I, yeah. I, I have a feeling the Rams, if they're smart, they try to get Baker for, Little to, or not little, so I'm I'm guessing like thirty million, right? I maybe for how many years you think three, ten million a no, year? You he, think? You know, or no, maybe even like a franchise, you know, contract or something. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're going to try to keep Baker. I mean, as well, long as yeah, he plays, depends as long on as how did. the rest of the season goes. Right. Yeah. yeah we'll we'll have to see. Um, they're going to lose to the Packers. Oh yeah, the, yeah. The Baker Mayfield excitement's going to be over next Monday. Yeah, yeah. I I think the same thing. All right, let's move on to another guy on the IR who made news last night after the Rams Raiders game. Odell Beckham has been making a, a tour of cities and teams uh, to see if anybody wants to sign him, and he was on the shop last night after the game. And he made he made news with a comment he made that goes something like this. I would like to be in a stable environment, get up at 6 a.m., leave at 6 p.m. for four weeks, and then let's talk about it. Beckham's he said that on the appearance of Thursday Night Football in the shop. I'm not saying I could step in and play right now, or I'm not saying I, I couldn't step in and play the regular season, but I don't see the point. So... Here's a guy that just wants to play in the playoffs. Right. Is there a team out there stupid enough to give him money just to be around for the playoffs? Or yeah. would you do I, that? I, 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 I wouldn't personally. I, if I got my own team. Um, yeah, no, there's no way I'd want him on. No, because he's, he's even more of a cancer being the entitled little bitch coming in at the end of the season after all the hard work's been done. Right. I mean, it looks like yeah. even the, even the Cowboys who will give money to anybody aren't interested in signing him. 
that they're not shocked because that that is the one team that anybody was going to give them money. I feel like that. And, and it sounded like Jerry Jones wanted to give him money, but he's just not going to because they're not sold on the knee being ready to go. Right. Well, we'll see what happens, but yeah, I I lost all even more respect than the little bit I had. As you say, you didn't have a whole lot. No, (laughs) no, was never an OBJ fan. And, now, but you talk about a guy who played for the Rams, uh, played for the Giants, played for Cleveland, and now he could be playing for maybe Buffalo, could be playing for Dallas. It looks like he, if anything, he might go back to the Giants. Who knows? Yeah, I, I just, I, yeah. Once again, he doesn't. I mean, they don't think before they speak because he could have easily been just a hired gun for a playoff contender. Yeah, and and just you know said I'm I'm just not going to be ready until week eighteen or whatever. Right. You know, and play a little warm up game, and then yeah, a little preseason warm up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, more, more IR fun. Denver Broncos wide receiver KG Hamler. Guess what? He's 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 injured again, and he's on Shocker. the he's on the IR for a team with with another hamstring injury. So here's an impressive stat: Hamler has now missed more games than he has played in his NFL career. He's in the final year of his rookie contract. KJ Hamler. I think we talked about this at the beginning of the season. Like, would you want him? And I'm going. No, he's he's never healthy. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Another well, kid. I, I, I had him. I had him two years in, or for two years in Dynasty, but <laughs> and killed you. <laughs> yeah. Just wasted a roster spot. Another casualty to the season comes from San Francisco, where Jimmy Garoppolo was told his season is over after he broke his foot in last week's game. Now, just because his season is over, it doesn't necessarily mean that he will also miss the playoffs, according to the latest news from the team. Garoppolo escaped the worst fears, which would have been a Liz Frank fracture. Jimmy G will not need surgery, which makes the prognostication of him possibly being ready for the playoffs the latest news out of Frisco. Until then, look for Brock Purdy, who was Mr. Irrelevant in this year's draft, to now be handed the reins to the offense. And if that does not work out, the team also signed Josh Johnson to a one-year deal. Can you hit that song bite? <laughs> I have no idea who that is. <laughs> Thank you. He's been around for a while, right? Yeah, yeah, he's been around. Yeah, he's probably a ten-year vet. Probably. All right. Well, here's another one of your favorite sound bites. That's right, Lamar Jackson is going to be missing a few weeks at least with a sprained PCL. Not good news for the Ravens, who were barely functional even with him lining up at the quarterback position. Lamar Jackson, another guy that can't stay healthy every season. Nothing. You are just bitter. You're bitter. No, I just <laughs> I'm not bitter. I'm just t- I'm talking facts. Huge facts. Yeah. No. <laughs> you don't agree? I mean, the guy the guy has uh, an MVP. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I know he he was he was handed an MVP for a spin move. We we get it. A spin move on the Cincinnati Bengals. Here's your MVP. Great. Yep. Yeah. 
What yeah. have you what have you done? Nothing. 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 That why do you think the Ravens don't want to pay him? Because he's gonna steal money. Kyler Murray, but taller. Yeah, but who's who's I mean, somebody will pay him, but you agree with that, right? Um I don't know. I mean, just because somebody paid Deshaun Watson stupidly and pissed off the rest of the league. I don't know if anybody's because if, if somebody if they would have signed him, they would have signed him by now. No. Or they would have said, Hey, we'll, I, I, we'll just, trade I, I think I think Baltimore is gonna sign him because if they don't, somebody else will give them the money. Mm. I, I mean so That'll be something to watch. Yeah. yeah. Rookie stud and the guy that I thought was going to win rookie of the year via default, Kenneth Walker. He suffered a jammed ankle in this week's game for the Seahawks. Um, he's already listed as a long shot to play this weekend against the Panthers. Meeting um, since Travis Homer is also inactive for Seattle. Your two running backs in Seattle this week are going to be DJ Dallas and Tony Jones. Does that excite you? No. <laughs> I'm sure there's going to be a lot of free agent pickups at last minute here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause there's more coming up and the mustards and don't bother. I just learned about that's changing up my mustards. Um, Joe Mixon reportedly still not a sure thing to get back onto the field this weekend for the Bengals as he continues to be sidelined in concussion protocol. They thought he was going to come out last week and, um, didn't meet one of the criteria before the game. So he was a late scratch. Um, in order to get back, he must complete compete in an on-field contact practice and then get reevaluated to see how his body responds. So if you have him on your roster and you really want to play him, you need to stay tuned to the practice reports before putting him in your lineup. And that's probably going to be a last-minute thing on Sunday, I would think. And I think even if he does play, I would be very hesitant. To put him in? To play him anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's probably not uh, going to get all the action, especially with Samaj right. P. Ryan doing so well. Right. And I, th- I think they should handle Cleveland fairly. Too. You think so? I think, yeah. All right. Saints running back Mark Ingram is out for f- at least the next four to six weeks with a knee injury that includes a slight tear in his MCL. He does not need surgery, but this is going to also pretty much end his regular season, which means done because I can't imagine the Saints are going to make the playoffs. Right. Um, that makes This also makes Alvin Kamara owners in fantasy a little happier because they can expect him to get even larger share of the workload now that Ingram is sidelined. I also think this could probably be the end of Ingram's career, don't you? I, I was just going to say... We started with Stafford, and yeah. and I think it's the end of his career. Yeah. And we're entering with Mark Ingram, and I think it might his. Yeah. Uh, looks like the Marcus Mariota era in Atlanta is over. The team has announced that they will be starting Desmond Ritter next week after the team's bye week. Uh, Ritter was drafted this year by Atlanta and can, can now show if he has the talent and ability to lead the team. Ritter is an athletic quarterback who could attack the defense with his arm and his legs, much like Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Josh Allen. The list goes on and on. You happy about that one? 
I, I'm shocked, Mark. Mary, Mary, Mario. Mariota. Yes, you Mariota. know this. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am shocked. I'm shocked in two things. I'm shocked that he's played as long as he has this year. And now I'm shocked they're actually taking him out when they're actually within. Yeah. They, aren't they still yeah. in the running for the, for the division championship, aren't they? Or not the division. Yeah, yeah they're they're division. Only, yeah. They're two games. Yeah, they're two games behind Tampa Bay. Uh, I think they have an outside shot at making a wild card. I mean, it's a great, I mean, it's a long shot, but they have a shot. Wow, they they must have seen uh, something in Desmond, I guess. Oh. But he is definitely the better thrower of the two. That's right. Desmond is, Mariota is not. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, Mariota is more Mar- of a running guy. Yeah, and he's nowhere near that. Yeah. That bad thing, or that terrible prediction on your part of him being Hall of Famer. I know that was fun to speak, but I, I, I forgot about that. I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings us to this week's must start and don't bothers. Like I said, there's six six um, teams on bye week this week, and the Rams and Raiders already played. So it's going to be this is quite a tough job for this week for the must starts and don't bothers. And we always start with the quarterbacks. And my first must start this week, Kirk Cousins. Kirk, Kirk, Kirk Cousins. They're playing Detroit this week. And, and we, we talk about this every time we put somebody up against a Detroit defense. The Detroit defense is and has been getting destroyed on the back end. Cousins' weapons should lead him to a big stat afternoon because it's an early game. And uh, it is Detroit. So... Right. Take the over. He was my number one, too. Was he? Yeah, he was my number one. I also have Geno Smith. So this matchup on paper looks pretty tough for Smith and the Seahawks, but that is what was being said about last week's matchup, too, if you remember. I just think that with the questions and problems with Seattle's run game, there's going to be plenty more opportunities for Smith to air it out on Sunday. I like me some Geno Smith, which boggles my mind that I'm saying that. Just, <laughs> that is weird coming off of anybody. Uh, yeah. we, we were laughing at Seattle at the beginning of the season. Yeah. But, I thought they were going to be the worst team in the league. Yeah. Yeah. And turned out to be um, the other team that Russell Wilson's on. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, my number two yeah. is going to be the same as the first one. I'm, I'm going Jared Goff. I, oh. I think the I think the offense rocks. I think it's Minnesota's defense isn't quite there. Very, um, a very weak pass defense for Minnesota. Uh, you, you're probably going to have a couple interceptions. I'm, I'm predicting, but you're going to get a lot of what's the word I'm looking for, like come from you know. You get a lot of volume. You know, a lot of volume. Yeah, there. yeah. They're going to be throwing the ball a lot. Yeah, so it's going to be it's going to be a high scoring game. Jared Goff was also my number three guy. Um, I think he's gonna. He's he's at home in the dome, and again, another high volume opportunity against that weak pass defense. I think this is gonna be a high scoring game. Like I said, take the over. Who's your third? My third is actually Dak Prescott. Yeah. Um, Texas, the Texans defense isn't any good. Um, I think. Dak starting to find Michael Gallup, and, and he's definitely connecting with C.D. Lamb a lot. Uh, I, I, I think they're going to try to get the 
throw the ball a little bit uh, make that cast here. So. Good. And as far as no bothers for me, I got I got two like always. First one is Mike White. And because it looks like the the bloom is kind of falling off the rose here. You may end up needing to start the guy because of the NFL's wisdom to put six teams on by for playoff clinching weekend in fantasy football. But but don't expect too much. His start against the Vikings last week began terribly with a tipped interception, another tipped near interception, a number of off-target throws, and nothing impressive until just before halftime. In the red zone, Mike White last week was 6 for 17 and no touchdowns in the half. This ain't the Vikings' horrible defense this week. This is the Buffalo Bills. I would uh, not be expecting too much from Mr. Magic Mike White. Who do you got? I actually, this will give me my surprise here. I'm going to go with him first. Josh Allen, I think he's going to have, wow. he's going to have an adequate, adequate game. I think he's going to have three interceptions. Um, he's going to get sacked a lot. You're calling interceptions here. Yeah. I'm, I, he's been kind of, so, he just doesn't have that arm strength that he, he had at the beginning of the year. I mean, that, and that offense just isn't looking. Right. Just, and the Jets' defense has been surprisingly good this year. Not yeah. surprisingly, mean, only yeah, surprisingly because they're—I mean—they are—they're really surprising. right. Uh, my my last mo- don't bother this week for quarterback Deshaun Watson. Patrick Mahomes couldn't get more than twenty fantasy points last week against Cincinnati. How in the hell is Watson going to do that after, at, with this being only a second game in just about two years? He should be a little less rusty than he was last week, but this is still a very bad matchup for him. Watch out for Deshaun Watson. Your last don't bother? My last don't bother is, is your buddy, Tom Brady. Yeah. Uh, just, I, I just almost put him in there, but I didn't want to do that for you. It's, uh, it's not even going to be fair against the Niners, I don't think. <laughs> He's going to be on the ground. Long, long, I think it's going to be a long day for him. And that's in Frisco, right? Yes, I believe so. Wow. Yeah. I think he's he. Did you see that he almost threw uh, threw another uh, a pad surface? Yeah, yeah. Surface pad. well, he was doing a lot. He he was destroying helmets. He was crying and bitching and whining all day until he was you know Mister Save the Game at the end with that cheating NFL setup NBA type ref and they got. Ugh, terrible. Let it go. Okay. Uh, let's move on to running back so I don't have to talk about Tom Brady anymore. My first must right. start this week, Zonovan Knight. He is again going to be the primary runner for the Jets. I expect the Jets to keep this game close against Buffalo, which means Knight has a great chance to not only score in this one, but also pick up some good passing yards or pass reception yards in the offensive scheme. Also, it should be known that the Bills have been folding against running backs in the last six games, giving up five yards per carry on average and five total touchdowns to the position. Who do you got? My 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 first guy is Ramondre Stevenson. Okay, uh, they're they're playing the Car- Cardinals, and he's just been a beast. The guy, he's obviously with Damian Harris. I think again. Mm-hmm. I mean he's. He's gonna get he's gonna get the ball thrown to him a lot like he has been in the past few weeks. And I think he's gonna get close to hundred yards rushing. 
Okay. My second guy, Deonta Foreman. I believe Seattle's defense is going to struggle with Foreman just as they struggled with other good running backs this year, and it should create a good situation for Foreman to break some long runs and get into the end zone when the Panthers get close to the end zone. Deonta Foreman should light it up this week because Chuba Hubbard's still not playing very well, right? Right, and I have Foreman on my third. Okay. My, My third one, Jeff Wilson. Great potential for both of the Dolphins' backs this weekend to have solid games in Week 14. But if I had to pick one, I'd pick Wilson. He's more versatile and simply played better when given his opportunities. Jeff Wilson. Who do you have? I I have DeAndre Swift. I know at the beginning of the year that sounds like duh. But, yeah, I mean, I think, he, I think Detroit's going to try to get him the ball. I expect him to get 20 touches between rushing and receiving. And probably one of those touches you're gonna end up in. Okay. I have to I have to switch up things a little bit because what I did was one of my must start wide receivers, I just found out before the show started that he's not gonna be playing this week now. So Nico Collins, who I was gonna have as a must start receiver, already listed as out this week, which means him and Brandon Cooks for the Texans will not be playing for you this weekend. Which means uh, Damian Pierce should be getting a lot of action this week for Houston. So I'm going to put him in as a must-start, uh, extra little special, extra credit must-start for you at running back. Damian Pierce with no receivers to talk about in Houston and Davis Mills back at starting at starting quarterback. Damian Pierce should be the man this week. So let's yeah, move. I, move. I can see that. Yeah. Let's move on to don't bother running backs. My first one, Latavius Murray. It's hard to feel confident with this guy, regardless of the fact that his team, he's the team's starting running back. Yes, he's averaging 12.7 fantasy points per game, but he is facing a tough Kansas City defense this weekend, and that means there's a decent chance the Broncos fall behind by a lot early, forcing the Broncos to start passing the ball, leaving Latavius out of the mix and scrambling for any kind of points he can get, which won't be a lot. What do you got? I have um, Isaiah Pacheco. Is that how you say it? Isaiah Pacheco? Yeah. Kansas City Chiefs? Like they're playing the Broncos, and the Broncos defense is one, I would say, pretty stiff defense. <laughs> I just The only bright spot on that team it's about, yeah, I'm like, you know, the Russell Wilson thing, but, uh, yeah. All right. My last, I have, I have all right. My last don't bother running back Leonard Fournette. Let's face it. Rashad White is quickly taking over the number one running back position in Tampa. And against a stingy Frisco defense this weekend, it doesn't look like a, like a good idea to start either one of those guys. It's going to be passing and passing and passing because, that front line on San Francisco's defense is just a bunch of studs. Your last guy? Um, my final guy is Najee Harris. Oh. Um, yeah, I know. You'd think they're playing the Ravens. I, the guy just, I mean, will you, do you have to start him? Yeah, you, you have to start him. So, I guess that wouldn't be a must fit, but he just isn't going to give you the the points 
that you would hope that you're getting from somebody who should have been a easily a top 10 running back. Yeah. Hopefully you have somebody else to put in there. Let's, let's finish it off with yeah. wide receivers. And like I said, I, I already cut one of my notes. So if you want to start with your first one, go ahead. I have Devontae Smith, or Devonta Smith, I'm sorry, yep. um, with Philadelphia. You know me, my big thing is the targets. And the guy's been getting targets left and right this year. I mean, he's, he's probably a double-digit target guy. Um, and, he's, and he's getting the ball in the end zone. Right. Yeah, so Devon, De, Devonta Smith was one of mine also. He was my number two guy. Um, they're traveling to New York, take on the Giants, coming off a tie, a, a miraculous tie against the Commanders in Week 13. Um, I, I expect Smith to, to perform well against the Giants. That allows an average of 17.2 fantasy points per game to opposing receivers. And also, Smith has become a solid wide, re- re- wide receiver, too. Uh, for fantasy owners this week. So I agree with you. I like Devonta Smith. Who's your next guy? Uh, my number two guy is uh, Garrett Wilson. Jets. Yeah. I know you had Wade as a, a don't bother, but he, he's got to throw it to somebody, and, and Garrett Wilson is really the only guy they got there to get it. Yeah, I agree. Garrett Wilson is so. my number three guy, too. The, the the Mike White to Garrett Wilson connection is just top-notch. Um Back-to-back games of, of at least 24 fantasy points for Garrett Wilson. Uh, you got to keep him in your lineup, even against Buffalo. It's, it's you know, Buffalo is not the easiest secondary to take advantage of. But like you said, uh, Mike White has to throw it to somebody. And Who's, I do have one more must start. Yeah, go ahead. And that's uh, Christian Kirk of uh, Jacksonville. I, I, I believe I did hear now uh, – Trevor Lawrence is playing this week. Or? He is because he was questionable. Yeah, he has an ankle thing too, doesn't he? Yeah, yep. But I, I thought I heard that he was playing this week. Um, I think Christian Kirk, I mean, everybody made a joke this year of, of him getting overpaid. Yeah. I, I, think he, I think he's paid adequately for what he's done so far. Yeah. Which takes us to our, our don't bothers. And I, I'm starting with, with a guy, and you might not want to listen to this one, but it's uh, Darius Slayton. I, I know you just made a trade for this guy. <laughs> but this week against the Eagles defense, he may not be the guy you want. The, no. The Eagles have just have allowed just 8.3 yards per catch, which is the league best. And they are 2.8 yards after the catch, which is eighth best to outside receivers in the past three games. Plus... Of the 13 wide receivers who have seen at least eight targets against Philadelphia this year, only five have scored 10 non-PPR points in fantasy and 15 PPR points in fantasy. So, uh, again, like like we always say, somebody's got to catch the ball, but you're going to be uh, gambling this week if you put Darius in there. Uh, my first guy is uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. I believe this is going to be a Travis Kelsey weekend okay. for for fantasy players owners. Um, Juju's got. I mean, the Broncos have two solid corners. I mean, Sertan is gonna. I just think he's gonna shut him out. Not okay. shut him out. He's just yeah. Yeah. Well, and there too, it's like the the problem with the Chiefs are 
no matter who you have, they just have too many, too many targets for Patrick Mahomes to get a ball to. Right. You you never know who if it's going to be. In. If if I had to pick a receiver for the Chiefs this weekend, I I think I'm actually if Kadarius Tony is healthy this week, I I think I might even. So if you don't have Travis Kelsey, you got to have a, a chief on your team. You're going Kadarius. It might be I think so. All right. My last guy don't bother with this week is George Pickens. Now, I, I want to love him, but the Ravens are so clearly a tough matchup for for the for the the Titans that uh um or I mean the Steelers that that George Pickens is going to be a tough guy to start. Last week, he played the lowest snap rate of the season. Also, he has six or fewer targets in seven straight games, and you need the targets to get the catches. Without those, and when you're only getting six in a game, that's not good. Your last no bother? Okay. And my last no bother is Brandon Ayu. I think the San Francisco-Tampa game is going to be defensive battle. It's going to be a field goal. I think it's going to be a field goal type game. You got a third string quarterback if you consider Trevor Lawrence or Trey Lance was the first string quarterback. They're yeah. on their third quarterback, and I just I think Tampa Bay is going to be able to team for a Brock Purdy. Yeah, I think and so too. I don't think it's going to be Purdy. All right. Well, there it is. We got we got your 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 roster needs and your lineup needs taken care of. It's time to make some money. Or not. Or not. Rothstein was a hell of a handicapper. I can tell you that. I gotta warn you, Clark. They don't play the same games here as they do at them regular casinos. So, um, still treading water here. I, I'm a little bit ahead. Wayne is still light years ahead in, as far as money goes this 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 season. But uh, we got we got some money coming in this weekend. I can just feel it. I feel it. Now that there's not a lot of college stuff going on, there's a bunch of like, uh, you know, uh, Division Two or whatever they call it now. But uh, there's only there's only one game of note this weekend, and that is the game that someday I would love to go and see. That's right, the Army Navy game. Army Navy. Yep. My bet for this one is simple. I'm doing a three leg same game parlay. I'm taking Navy minus the two and a half points. I have the you over. You couldn't stay away from this game, right? No, no, you can't. It's like you got you got money. You got to put something, put it on something. I, I have the over of thirty-two and a half, and I have Navy winning both halves of the game. The payoff, the payoff for this three. Uh, uh, hang on, sorry. So the payoff for this 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 three-leg parlay is. A plus four fifty. So that means my five dollar bet, if all three of those things come in, we're talking twenty seven dollars and fifty cents. Now, I only hope that our senile old hair sniffing laughing stock of a president isn't going to be at this game because I, I, I could just see him going into the winning team's locker room after the game to give a speech and then have to watch him on TV as he as he says something like this. It get hot. I got a lot of. I got hairy legs that turn that 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 that, that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down 
So it was trained, and then watch the hair come back up again. Yeah, yeah that, that that's what we're going to have to listen to in the locker room of the winning team. And uh, There you go. And in the middle of that uh, stream of semi-consciousness, I just have to watch the players look at each other, shaking their heads, only to turn around and go straight into the shower while while pudding time president Joe Biden is still in there jibber-jabbering. So, game over. It's an easy 27-50 for me. Do you agree? There you go. Don't know much about college football. So. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll... I, I do. It's on our, on, on my bucket list to see that game, though. I would love to see that. The only Someday. thing is, it's in Philadelphia. So, and it's always it's going to be cold. Apparently, it's supposed to be kind of nice tomorrow for the game, but we'll see. All right, let's go to the NFL. Start with a Thursday night parlay, which we're going to just gloss over because I lost that with that last minute drive by the the Rams I could have pushed the great Baker Mayfield I could have pushed that parlay but no no I couldn't because the great Baker Mayfield so we move on to my other parlays these are this little parlays I put together for some of the games and we start with the battle for New York parlay Buffalo minus nine and a half versus the Jets Buffalo versus the Jets over 43 and a half Buffalo wins the first quarter Buffalo minus one and a half versus the Jets in the first quarter. Jets team total over 12 and a half. Jets over one and a half touchdowns. And Buffalo to score the first five points. This parlay is a plus 650. So $5 will get me 37.50. It's a lot of shit that has to happen for a mere $37. You are a degenerate, aren't you? <laughs> well, I stayed away from the round robins today because that's where the money leaves your wallet really fast. Um, I have okay. A, go ahead. No, I would say I, I have a 16 teaser. Okay. Uh, I went, I don't know if these are the same numbers you have. I have Pittsburgh with the six points. I'm get, They're getting plus four. Okay. Detroit's getting plus four. Against Minnesota, All right, right, yeah. Jacksonville, I have them down as a plus nine and a half. I have the Jets getting plus sixteen. Jets plus sixteen, yeah. I have the Texans getting a whopping plus twenty three and a half. <laughs> Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, they're playing uh, Houston, right? Well. The Texans no. are playing. No, they're, they're playing. Uh, I have it probably. Who is Houston playing? Buffalo. No, doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. I'm just taking. No, they're playing Dallas. They're playing Dallas because I have the Battle of Texas yeah. parlay. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I have Kansas City, a minus three and, and a half. Okay. Those are my sixteen. All right. When we're done with this, you need to text me all those so I can get them up on the site for people. Yep. All right. Next one for me is my battle for New York parlay. Oh, wait, no, we already did that one. My battle for Ohio parlay. So I have Cincinnati, Cincinnati minus six and a half versus Cleveland. I have Cincinnati versus Cleveland over 47 and a half. Cincinnati winning the first quarter. Cleveland over one and a half touchdowns. I have a fumble loss by either team. And I have Cincinnati to score the first five points. This one plus ten fifty, so five dollars gets you 
$57.50. Do you have more? I have one more uh, parlay. It's, I believe it's all underdog. Okay. I'm taking the Vikings. I'm taking I, I'm the a, I, I'm amazed that the Vikings are an underdog. I'm shocked. Now, granted, they are the the luckiest ever. Was it ten win seat team or something that they they mentioned that they have won all their games? I think by ten points if you put them all together. It's yeah. it's something weird and uh, anyway, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean. That's why I, I know. That's why no. That's why I know it seems weird that I took Detroit with my first teaser, but yeah, but you're getting all those points. I'm getting, back, getting yeah. the points. Yeah. So I saw so the Vikings, Jacksonville. I'm taking the Giants, the Cardinals, and the Buccaneers. Yeah, and this is what I normally do. It's like I have my little five-team round-robin underdog money line parlay. And uh, sure, why not? I couldn't. I couldn't find my five teams that I wanted to do, but you at least got some. I, I, uh, not convinced on much of this at all. Uh, my next let's, one. Let's go with a round-robin. You want to do it on that one? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I'm just drinking. It's fake money anyway. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> my, my next one is the Battle for Texas Parlay. This is another plus 1050. Uh, Dallas minus 16 and a half versus Houston. Uh, Dallas versus Houston over 45 and a half. Dallas minus three and a half versus Houston first quarter. I have another fumble lost in this one. Uh, I have the second half being the highest scoring half. Houston over a half a touchdown. And I have Dallas, the first to score five points. And then I have three more. I have the Minnesota-Detroit parlay. This is a simple one. Minnesota minus two and a half. I have the over 52 and a half. And I have a fumble lost. And then I have a Philadelphia Giants parlay. This one's plus 675. Philadelphia minus six and a half. Over 44 and a half, second half, highest scoring half. And I have Philadelphia first to score five points. And then finally, we ended off with the Kansas City Denver parlay. Taking Kansas City minus a nine and a half, the over 43 and a half. I have Kansas City to win both halves. And I have Kansas City the first to score 10 points. And those are the bets. Remember, don't bet any more than you can afford to lose. And it's only gambling if you don't know what you're doing, right? And I don't know what I'm doing. And and it's only money, so. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man. That's right. Be a man. Make some bets. But you haven't been here for a while, so let's get in the bar and get to drink. Let's do it. It's time, as I say every week, the longest-running episodic segment of this podcast, the most popular segment of this podcast. It's a Fantasy Girl time. You can check her out on the website, cffpodcast.com, on the Fantasy Girl page. This week, you have your pictures ready to go? I'm looking at them as we speak. All right. Again, this is one of Wayne's suggestions. Her name? Humberly Gonzalez. Humberly Gonzalez was born in... April 25th, 1992 in 
Punto Fijo, Venezuela, and grew up most of her life in Toronto, Canada. She is an actress. She completed her graduation from the National Theater of School Theater School of Canada. Later, she made her on-camera debut in It's Not You, which was directed by Don McKellar and premiered at the Toronto International Film Festival. Umberly's breakthrough as an international actress came with the roles of Anna in Orphan Black in 2017. She played Vanessa in the American TV series In the Dark in 2019. Uh, Brooklyn 2 and Op- Utopia Falls, and Sophie Sanchez in Ginny in Georgia. In 2020, the actress received the FFTG, I have no idea what that is, award for the, f- for the film We for Best International Actress. The Venezuelan-born, Canadian-raised actress has brown hair, brown eyes. Umberly stands 5 foot 5 inches tall. She weighs 121 pounds, and she wears a size six shoe. If that helps. Ooh, that. Wait, now I got. <laughs> now you got to re- rethink all this. <laughs> <laughs> all right, her measurements are, and where are you going to start? You know, I'm going to go with Wayne's. I'm going to go. I'll start at the waist. Start with the waist. All right. Yeah. The first picture, she looks a little thick. Okay. I know. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Isn't that kind of ironic coming from me? Um, um, I'll go with the, the easy 24. 24 is exactly yeah. correct. Now yeah. we're going to go chest. I I, this is usually my popular <laughs> area. I, I'm going to go bra size. Okay. I, I can, I'll do both. I'll give you both. All right. I want to start with the bra size. I'm going to go, I think she's an A cup, but I'm going to go B cup. I, I got to say 32B. That's exactly correct. Thank you. Okay. Thank what, you. what What's her, what's her chest size though? Her chest size. Wow. I'm impressed. I, 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 I might go. Thirty-three. Close enough. It's thirty-four. And then I still hips. Got it. And then hips. Okay, hips. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, the one in the pink dress. She's got baby's got back a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I, I is solid thirty-five. <laughs> 30, oh, no way. <laughs> 33. 34, 24, wow. 33. Umberly Gonzalez, the Venezuelan actress, everybody. Your fantasy girl of the week. And just like that, that's the show. The last week of the regular season in fantasy football, week 14. Next week, the playoffs start, and it's going to be exciting. You have any chances in the playoffs? I haven't I checked. Have, I just have the Dynasty League and then the Family League that I'm in. Yep, and you're in the playoffs, both of them? Yep, in both. Well, there you go. I, I I believe I'm in the playoffs in every league except the one I really thought I'd be in the playoffs in, and that was the work league. I, I'm getting slaughtered. I have like, yeah, but you're in, you're, you're doing very well in the guillotine league, though. 
Yeah, yeah, top five. Can't, can't there's, only, there's only five guys on there. I know, I know. I can't complain. We're we're then we'll see what happens this week. This is the hard week. I got I got I got David Montgomery for two cents. And you're really gonna play him? Well, he's bye week this week, but um oh, I okay. might next yeah. week depending on what happens. But uh he's the only guy running the ball. Khalil Herbert's done. But yeah, more of that next week. That's it for the show, everybody. Uh, remember, check out the website, cffpodcast.com. We have the, the Mission Barbecue email, cffpodcast at hotmail.com. And we have the Mountain Dew Spark fan line, 414-520-8249 for your voicemail or text message questions. Uh, until next week, you know the rules. Be good. Bye-bye.